Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 181, What's Right with Nick Wright, and this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. I love the McDonald's app because I can order my favorites anytime I want and have them delivered to me whenever and wherever. Ordering on the app is so easy. I'm going to do what I've done a few shows. I'm going to place an order right now to be delivered to me before this show is over. So let me open up the McDonald's app. There it is. Let me go to my favorite breakfast meal, which is the two burritos, hash browns, and orange juice. It knows where I'm at because this is where I delivered last time. Boop, boop. Little Apple Pay option. Done and done. All right, see? That easy. Now I can focus on the show. McDonald's going to bring us that food right before, well, at some point during the show, before the show ends. So, now into the show, Demonze was, you know, working hard last night, texted the group chat, guys, I'll take care of the rundown tomorrow. Dame Lillard traded. That's the A block. That's all my work for the day. Demonze, your look right there was like a look of fear, like you were supposed to do something you hadn't done, that you thought I was being, that I was about to say something there. I could just see the deer in the headlights look like you were like, what was he going to say that I did? Because I didn't do anything. What is he talking about? And did I read your <laughs> facial expression correctly? Oh, is that right? Goodness. Sort of, sort of. I just, uh, when I yeah. thought, my face is more so when you were talking about, I said that I had it taken care of in the A's. Because these guys obviously oh. know how to do these rundowns better than me. I was being sarcastic in the group chat. No, of course. No, but your your instinct <laughs> was right that even for our regular gambling show, we are going to start with Dame. So here's the way I think today's show is going to go. We'll do like 15-ish minutes on Dame. We'll then run through the other stories in the A block and then have a nice, meaty gambling segment, which up to this point in this year, the segments have been good. The picks have been mediocre. I'm a game under 500 on the picks. DeMonte's a game under 500 on his teasers. We're we're just a middling team. Right now, we're like... Uh, let me Man. find a good example. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find an NFL team where it fits. Right now, we're kind of the like Jaguars? the Chargers. Uh, Jaguar, you know what? I like that one better. We're like the Jaguars. Amazing potential, really high hopes, but, you know, substandard performances thus far. Unlike the Jaguars, we are not going across the pond to England to try to break the streak. However, we think we're going to be okay. All right, here is what missed the cut on today's show. Uh, Taylor Swift is going to attend the Jets-Packers game. I'm sorry, the Jets-Chiefs game here in New York. Aaron Rodgers saying the Jets need to grow up. And J.J. Watt reacting to the tush push or what they now want to call the brotherly shove 
also reacting to that brotherly shove. is <laughs> the end the brotherly shove is actually a cool name for it it's, but no, i think better. peter i think peter better. schrager came up with it here's i don't know if you saw our little clip on the 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 philly quarterback sneak is one of our most shared viral clips ever because Eagles fans are so mad at me and hate my opinion on it so much. And you even, Demonze, caught a fair amount of strays from people who uh, don't typically watch the show, aren't familiar with it, and don't know who you are. And a a few of the comments are like, and who's this guy just laughing about it? Why doesn't he speak up? Never even seen this guy before. Nick just got a yes man to work with on on his pod. So none of that's great. Uh, Philly fans really upset. All right, Demonze, let's get to the A block and what we're starting with. All right, so we're obviously in the thick of the NFL season, but Damian Lillard just got traded to the Bucks. Um, so he's obviously teaming up with Giannis now. Is this more about Dame finally going to a contender, or is this more about the Bucks trying to please Giannis? All right, well, I mean, this happened because the Bu- Giannis put real pressure on Milwaukee. And I give credit to you. Listen, it is very in vogue for NBA stars at different points of their career to criticize or take shots at how LeBron has conducted his business and then when the rubber meets the road to conduct their business in the exact same manner. There's a great tweet from Kevin Durant a few days after LeBron signed with Miami where he's like, What's up with everyone wanting to team up? You know, what happened to competition? Let's go at each other. And then five years later, when things are going a little tougher, Duran, of course, goes to Golden State. He did it in the, Giannis, in the worst fashion possible. In the worst fashion possible. Giannis was, you know, Mr. Loyalty, Mr. Milwaukee, uh, Mr. You know, I don't want, you know, a super team. And then all of a sudden, you get the taste of the sweet nectar of a championship. You have a couple disappointing postseason runs, and you're out here telling the New York Times, "I don't know what I'm going to do." I'm, you know, let's see how committed they are. Let's see if everybody cares as much of a championship as much I as I do, which is a very LeBron move. Of I'm going to put my boot on the organization's neck and say, I don't give a damn about a ninth grader to be named later in the form of a 2029 draft pick. I want stars around me. I watched other people hoist the title. I watched someone who I believe I'm better than in Nikola Jokic be universally, nearly universally regarded now as the best player in basketball. This is bullshit. Get me better players. And they did. And I know there is some instant Demonze galaxy brain. Does this actually hurt Milwaukee? No, it doesn't. I am first team member of, card-carrying member of, Drew Holiday's underrated. Drew Holiday contributes more to winning than Kyrie Irving. I've been saying that for years. That Drew Holiday's two-way impact is is almost second to none 
if you if you consider offense and defense equal parts of what he does on the you know at the guard position, one of the greatest plays in NBA Finals history hmm. was I think it was Game Four against Phoenix. It might have been Game Five. I'm not sure. The Drew Holiday steal with the less steal than 30 lob. seconds left. Yeah, the steal in the lob. Drew Holiday. If you remember the year they won that year when they won the title, the game three against Brooklyn when they're down 2-0 to Brooklyn and that game is coming down to the final moments. Drew Holiday had the game-saving defensive play. They go on to win that series. Drew Holiday has been a great player, okay? Mm-hmm. He also is not as quite as impactful defensively as he once was. He's 14 years into the league. I mean, he's he's only in his mid-30s, but he came in so young. He just got baptized in the playoffs by Jimmy Butler, who was just mother-effing him up and down the court while doing it. And offensively, in the postseason, he at times has been a lesser version of himself. You So I love Drew, and we'll get to Drew in a bit because I still think he can help a contender in a major way. I'm not denigrating him. But Damian Lillard averaged 32 points per game last year. And other than Steph Curry, who obviously not available, I would argue this, DeMonte, tell me if you agree. What was that, what was that last there part? I'm is, sorry. Well, I'm going to, I said other than Steph, I would argue the following. There is not a superstar in the league that better fits with Giannis. There is not another guy whose game, they complement each other better than than Giannis and Dame. Because what's Dame's biggest weakness as a player, DeMaze? Was it defense? Yeah, the defensive defense. side of the ball, and where, yeah, and where will you? Where, what is Giannis arguably Giannis the best pick, in the league at? Yeah, Giannis, Giannis will, will cover that up, that up there. When teams play Giannis, what do they try to do? Pack the paint, take away spacing. Well, when you've got a guy who can hit from forty feet out with relative ease, you have instant spacing. So it is a hand in glove fit that instantly makes the Bucks. The Bucks the last few years have been great defense, average offense. They take a slight or they take a hit defensively, but now they can be a very good offense. And I would argue for Giannis, now his biggest utility for Milwaukee is not necessarily to try to win league MVP, to try to win defensive player of the year is to have the lion's share of his energy be on that end. Giannis plus, blo- plus, plus, plus Brooke will give you a good defense baseline no matter what, and Dame can be bombs away. So I for Milwaukee, I think basketball-wise, it's great. I also think there is this element of it. I don't think this guarantees... Giannis signs some an extension. I think it raises the likelihood, but 
if you know, Dame is under contract for four more years. Giannis under contract for two more years. I think Giannis is going to see how these couple years go and make sure Dame stays healthy and that Dame ages the way people hope he ages. And if not, he could bounce. But still, Milwaukee is doing everything they can do to keep their generational player happy. That is exactly what they're supposed to do. And for Giannis, Giannis gets it that there was discussions two years ago after he won the title, how high can Giannis climb on the pyramid? Can he jump Durant? Can he jump Steph? Can he jump Shaq? Can he jump Akeem? That then stalled out for him. He then saw Steph win another title, and then all of a sudden folks are wondering, hold on a second, what if Jokic wins this year? Does Jokic then jump Giannis? The right. answer to that is probably yes. And so there's it, it is so Giannis felt real pressure, put that pressure then on Milwaukee. They responded, and I think they're the favorites now. I just I just think they're yeah, the clear they're favorites. Go ahead. They're plus three fifty to win the title right now. Um. Yeah, and, and as far as a gambling perspective. I there's not going to be good value betting the favorite almost ever. So I don't think I'd bet them at plus 350, but I do think they should be the favorite. Um all right, what other follow-ups do we have? Uh Jimmy Butler claimed that there was some tampering. Uh do you, does anything seem fishy with this to you? Okay. So I don't think there was tampering, but there are a few things that are at least worth noting. One is Shout out to Rob Perez, my pal, Worldwide Wob, on Twitter. Great Twitter follow. For immediately tweeting out this video that I had forgotten of this past year's All-Star Draft. Did you see this floating around the internet yesterday, Demonze? Mm-hmm. It's great. So in the All-Star Draft, oh, LeBron and Giannis are the team captains. And Giannis has the first pick. And LeBron and for the reserves. And LeBron says, Oh, I know who you're picking here, Giannis. Like we all know, because Drew Holiday's on there. And Giannis picks Dame with Drew on the board. And LeBron says, like has a wry smile, and is like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. And this is something we had seen LeBron do in the past, picking Anthony Davis for the All-Star Draft, and then there were real signals being put out there. Chris Haynes reported that Giannis and Dame have talked about teaming up for a couple years. Both wanted the other person to come to their city, okay? Right. Um, That's not tampering. So that I don't find fishy. Here's what I do find fishy. I, While I think Dame should be thrilled from a basketball perspective, We all know he wanted to go to Miami. And everyone was like, oh, Miami's offer stinks. Windhorst reported that the Aiton-Nurkic trade, was they got the parameters of it a week ago. So you have to look at the Blazers getting Aiton as a separate transaction almost, which means for Dame, what they got, was Drew Holiday a second-round pick this past year and a first-round pick in two swaps? I don't think that's a great return. 
Now you're going to get something for Drew. And I know Dan Lebitard reported this morning that the Heat believe Portland was simply going to take the best offer that was not from the Miami Heat. That they were pissed that Dame tried to force their hand, didn't like the way the Heat and Dame were doing business on this, and that they were simply not trading him to Miami flatly. If I were Dame, that would piss me off. Not because they sent me to a bad situation, but this is less than ideal for Dame in this regard. For the first one is obviously lifestyle weather. Miami versus Milwaukee are pretty significant differences, but set that aside. If you're Dame for, as a basketball player, if you believe you can win a title in Miami and you can win one in Milwaukee, I would understand why Dame, the basketball player, would say, I'd rather do it in Miami, where a lot of people will say, I was the best guy. Nobody's going to say you're the best guy when you're on Giannis's team. It's like a different, a former Blazer, Clyde Drexler, the best Blazer in franchise history, went to two finals, lost one to Detroit, lost one to Jordan and the Bulls, couldn't quite get over the hump, went to Houston, teamed up with Akeem, who had already won a title without him, and won the championship. No, and he was the second best guy and was awesome. But everybody knows that was Akeem's team. I get why Dame would have preferred Miami, and I'd be a little pissed if 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 Levitard's correct that the Blazers simply were not going to trade him to Miami. I'd be a little pissed about that personally. Yeah, go ahead. Hundred uh, percent. How devastating is? I mean, how devastating is this for the Heat fans? I mean, let alone well, Damian. Well, doubly Lillard. devastating. It's it, it's not just they didn't get Dame. It's that the Bucks did. So it's that I think one of the reasons the Heat were not putting all their chips on the table for Dame was their belief was um, just made the finals without him. Like, if we don't get him, we're still okay. But then when the team with the best player in the conference, in the conference, maybe the league gets him, now you're, now you're in real trouble. You know right. what I mean? It's the dire straits. It's, <laughs> right. It, it, it's it's one thing to be like we don't need Dame necessarily. It's another thing to be like we're not gonna get him, and our single biggest competition in the East is gonna get him. I don't think they thought Milwaukee. You know, Toronto was in this. If Toronto had gotten Dame, I don't think the Heat are panicking. They're like, all right, it's a no. bummer, but whatever. But Milwaukee gets him. You're in real dire straits. All right, now to the part of this. Go ahead. Just kind of no, seems go. like these days that like these these teams on paper they look crazy, but they don't work out. Is what I've been seeing more often than not these days. Um, but so you you say hold on, that let's they, stay they, there. No, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's stay there for a second. Teams created out of thin air have not worked well over the last 15 years unless LeBron's been involved, okay? The the Heatles were created out of thin air, but you have Apex LeBron as the focal point. The Cavs were created out of thin air. You have near Apex LeBron as the focal point. Those worked. 
the Clippers created out of thin air, t- disaster. The Nets created out of thin air, disaster. This is not a team created out of thin air. This is the Milwaukee Bucks trading out Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. Much like the Golden State Warriors traded out Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. The Los Angeles Lakers traded out Lonzo and Kuzma for Anthony Davis. You see what I mean? It's a different situation than all of a sudden this is the... The the created out of thin air super teams worked for the 08 Celtics and for LeBron's teams. Everyone else, it is not, but I don't look at this as that. I also don't look at this as a super team. I look at this as two awesome players. Like, I think you've got to have three awesome players for it to be a super team. Uh, I look at this as two awesome players. And so, but go ahead. I know you want to talk about Drew. Uh, So, which contender. Should trade should trade for Drew Holiday. Um, well, I'll all tell of them. You. But yeah, you if, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I think um, I think if the Celtics trade for whoever and end up getting Drew Holiday, I don't think there's a game that the Celtics will play the Bucks and lose. Um, oh, I think that wow. uh, I think the Celtics would be really good with Drew Holiday. Uh, I think so. The Celtics you would are trade already, Brogdon, really who they've been wanting to trade. You trade yeah, some picks, a pick, and right? you you listen. The Celtics are going to be involved. The Knicks are going to be involved. Okay, the Knicks. Oh, I don't know that. I mean, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I, the Lakers are going to call and say in December we can give you. We got to wait because we signed these guys. We can give you a pick, D'Lo, who's not that useful. And Rui, who would fit well, the Lakers will call. I'm not saying they'll get him. There's other, there's Wendy talked about, and I really don't want this to happen, a three-team trade, Demonze, involving the Warriors, Blazers, and Team X, where Chris Paul (laughs) goes to Team X assets go to the Blazers, and Drew Holiday goes to the Warriors. Now that would be scary. Drew Holiday on that Warriors team would be a scary situation. Uh okay. and so I I hope that doesn't happen. I'll tell you another thing that I would monitor, just a monitor. A three-team trade involving the Mavs, Blazers, and Team X, maybe the Lakers, where Kyrie goes to Team X, call it the Lakers. Assets go to the Blazers, and Drew goes to the Mavs. Drew is a better fit with Luka than Kyrie by a mile. Phil, you know what I mean? That's another one of those things that fits really well. My buddy Mm -hmm. that used to run the Mavs, Horalibos Vulgaris, who made, I don't know, maybe a billion dollars by being... My guy, Her, let me... Did you know anything about Horalibos Vulgaris? I would tell the audience a quick story. Horalibos Vulgaris basically has lived out my life stream, like my alternate life. He was the world's greatest NBA better. He, 15 years or 20 years ago, developed his own proprietary algo on uh, NBA totals for over-unders and uh, NBA sides and was 
the most successful NBA better ever by a decent margin. Made millions and millions of dollars betting the NBA. Famously um, had the eight-seed Warriors beating the one-seed Mavs before the series. has it, it just had made millions of dollars doing it. Also, as his hobby, Demonze, was what I would call a semi-professional poker player. So, living, living good. He doubled, I don't even want to say doubled down. In the midst of that was a early, and I mean early, adopter of Bitcoin and held. So got, you know, started buying Bitcoin when it was less than $1,000 a coin, some less than $100 a coin. And Bitcoin at one point was 65000 a coin. Right. So he had all this money from gambling invested in crypto and I think has held a lot of the crypto. And then in the midst of it, ran the Dallas Mavericks briefly or kind of associate ran the Dallas Mavericks. He wanted them to trade for Drew Holiday. They ended up going all in for Chris Stapps instead. He then left the Mavs, cashed out some of his crypto, and God bless him, bought a yacht and a soccer team in Spain. And owns this soccer team, CD Castellan, is using his same, like, algorithms, you know, tweaked, obviously, to evaluate players that he used in the NBA on soccer. Is it had an amazing first season, hangs out on his boat with his awesome dog, occasionally stops by L.A. for big-time poker games, and goes to every major NBA game, best seat in the house. Like, if the you fans, look at the, the picture of the— about football right now. Okay, well, I don't care. I'm telling a story, so go to hell. Um, and so, uh, and so the reason I even thought of it was because Drew Holiday uh, was the guy he pinpointed that the Mavs should go after Paranax Saluka years ago. So I wonder if they'll be involved. But the the question for the Blazers is going to be: Are they going to hold him? Until December, what you, when everyone who signed this offseason is available, are they going to trade him immediately? Go ahead. Do you think there's any chance that he's playing for the Blazers in like the thick of the season? No, not in the thick of the season, but maybe right. the very beginning, because anyone that signed this offseason can't be traded till like the middle of December. So if you there will be more players available and more trades available then. All right, now we can get to football. Go ahead. Let's do it. All right, the Dolphins are coming off a 70-point offensive performance, but they are underdogs in Buffalo who just lost to the Jets a couple weeks ago. Is the right team favored here? Right team's favored. Uh... I this is I knew we could go a little longer in the pre on the Dame stuff because I don't this is a confusing game. I don't yet have a pick for this game. I'm just telling you the the these two teams the Bills defense looks unbelievable but pardon me that's been against Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Howell. The offense looks unstoppable. The Dolphins' offense looked unstoppable against the Chargers and the Broncos, but was kind of held in check a bit by the Patriots. 
I, the Dolphins obviously aren't going to look as good as they looked last week. I, and here's the other kind of interesting factor for this game. Josh Allen is going to go into this game feeling like I've got to be Superman because of the team we're up against. Right. He might be able to be. The problem for Josh is he's in games he doesn't have to be Superman, he can't turn it off. The problem for Josh is not when he needs to be Superman, he can't get to that level. So this is a really tricky one. What I'll tell you is this. For Miami's Super Bowl chances, sneaky, huge game. Because Miami's Super Bowl chances, I believe, involve, as we've talked about, not having to play multiple, maybe any playoff games in freezing cold outdoor conditions. And they would have certainly the inside track to winning the AFC East and maybe the one seed overall by winning this game. But I, this is not going to be one of Nick's picks. And I don't have, like, this is the, the best game of the weekend, but I don't have a good feel for it at the moment. All right, next. All right, uh, so the Chiefs have yet to beat a team with a winning record this year. Uh, between this week well, when they play the Jets so in November, Kansas City's opponents have a combined two wins. Uh, yeah. If Zach Wilson beats your Chiefs, will you get your tattoo lasered off? If Zach Wilson beats my Chiefs. Come, guys, stop it. This is uh, going to be a massacre. It's going right. to be. I didn't. I didn't promise a massacre against the Bears. I'm promising a massacre in this game. The, I don't here's think that's and a good here's idea. okay. The, we'll, we'll get. You know what? We're gonna do Chiefs Jets. It's gonna be one of my picks. The Chiefs have to cover. Have to win by ten. How many points do they have to score to win by ten? Fourteen. Thirteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one guarantees they win by ten. I see the Jets scoring I, it, thirteen in this game. Well, then 21 wouldn't win by 10. I know, like, we got to... 21 would not then no, do it. Uh, I mean, nice I try. Predicted, I predicted the score yesterday. I feel like it's going to be 13, like, 35. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. obviously, they'd win Yeah, by. that's a massacre. That's... And that's not really, it's not the, really a massacre, but... 35 to 13 is not a massacre? Oh, win by 22 points. Okay. Uh, listen, we're gonna talk more. We're gonna talk more Chiefs Jets in the gambling segment next. Uh, so the battle between the zero and three Broncos and the zero and three Bears might be a pretty bad game, a snoozer, if you will. Whichever team yeah. falls zero and four would have the potential uh, pick for the first pick. Meanwhile, in college mm-hmm. football, Caleb Williams and the Trojans are gonna go to Boulder and face Coach Prime. Which has the potential to impact yep. Williams' legacy more, USC versus Colorado or Denver at Chicago? Denver at Chicago. Denver. Yeah. Listen, the and listen, here is because I think Chicago's got a really good chance of having the number one overall pick. This <laughs> is this is the path forward for Chicago. With the number one overall pick, you take Caleb. With the number three overall pick, which you might have thanks to the trade with the Panthers, you draft Marvin Harrison from Ohio State, and this offseason, you fire your coaching staff, you hire Ben Johnson from Detroit, their offensive coordinator, have him have him, him come in and work hand-in-glove with Caleb Williams. 
I will tell you this. If Chicago wins this game, (laughs) I'm going to start to become quietly nervous that Caleb is going to be coming to the AFC West. If Chicago wins this game, Denver might turn the entire ship in the tanking direction. And I don't want that. I do not want... I thought the Raiders were the team in the AFC West we were going to have to worry about getting the number one pick. But if Denver... You know, if their season goes, you lose to Jimmy G and the Raiders, you then blow a three-score lead to Sam Howell at home, you then uh, lose, you allow 70 points, and then you lose to Chicago. That has won one time in the last 370 days. That's a big problem. And so it, it, everyone's like, oh, Caleb shouldn't want to go to Chicago. Well, we'll see. Like, if they get a new coaching staff and they they all already have the Panthers pick, you draft Marvin Harrison, that goes a long way to remaking your team. All right, let's go to Thursday Night Football. All right, the Lions face the Packers tonight in an early NFC North showdown. Chicago and Minnesota's season already seem over. Uh, so you got a 50-50 chance of your Packers division winner bet uh, being right at plus 350. Uh, the Lions embarrass Kansas City, so if Green Bay beats them, it would definitely mean something. Would a win versus Detroit prove Green Bay is ahead of the schedule, or if they just had easy games? Well, no. I mean, if they win, they're a thousand percent ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, the the producers wrote the Lions embarrassed Kansas City. They won by one point in a game the Chiefs didn't have their second or third best players. Like I understand you guys are just trying to irritate me, but you there should be some accuracy. Might as well say Patrick the Lions Mahomes played on the moon. Literally said that he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed because he's embarrassed every time he loses. He, the Chiefs were not embarrassed by the Lions. There's a distinction there. There's a distinction I think, there. I, I think I'm the just, Chiefs were pretty embarrassed. <laughs> okay, embarrassed, all right, that's which, fine. Which is fine. Uh, uh, so listen, I, I think the Jordan Love, he has not played quite as well as some of the numbers suggest, but... His fourth quarter comeback against the Saints was exemplary, and that Saints defense is legit. This is I think this is going to be a great game, a great game tonight. The winner of this game should be the favorite to win the division. And in fact, right now, let me. I mean, I'm I know Detroit's the favorite to win the division, but I wonder how big of a favorite they are. So I'm going to look real quick. Hold on. One second, I apologize. I had it up, and then I closed it out. So let me just click here, divisions. Right now, the NFC North, ah, it's plus 100 to plus 150. So it's pretty damn close. If Green Bay wins this, they become the favorites to win the division. I obviously picked them to win the division. Now they're they've been very banged up, but they get some of those guys back today in you know for at least limited snaps, and then hopefully they're much more healthy when they play ten days from now after the mini buy. I lean Green Bay in this game. It's not going to be one of my picks. And speaking of my picks, I want to get to them. We've got it. We've got our gambling show. This is the heart. Listen. This is a hard week. Vegas Vegas did a did pretty well, 
uh, on these lines this week. I guess they do every week, but n- almost nothing just jumped out to me. But I found five games I feel really good about. We'll do those next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in. And this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times have you been in that situation where you've had a really long day, you're hungry, last thing you want to do is cook a meal or leave your house to go pick something up? I don't want to exaggerate here. I've been in that situation hundreds of times. And my saving grace often has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking about getting McDonald's delivered right to your door, just like this during the first segment. Ordered the two breakfast burritos hash browns meal. My guy Jake answered it when the delivery guy came to the door. And boom, it's right here. The And the orange juice. I like, I like McDonald's coffee is great. But some, I don't know. I've said this before. The minute made McDonald's orange juice the best. And now every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, earns you points towards free food. And everybody likes free food. So there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today. App participating McDonald's delivery prices may be higher than a restaurant's delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright 2023 McDonald's. All right, Demonze. Another less than ideal week for you and I. It was just like week one. You lost your teaser. I went two and three in the picks. So I'm not dead, but it's not great. Game under 500. I also had a team that lost by 50 in my picks. That probably should count as two losses. I had a team laying not eight and a half points that lost by 20 outright. That probably should be two losses. So, However, the New England pick was money. The Steelers pick was money. So we went two and three. What are we starting with this week for picks? Uh, we're starting off you, with your picks. With your, I with know. your recap. What is oh, my first okay. pick, buddy? You've got Pittsburgh minus two and a half at Houston. <laughs> I thought you, you did your recap, my bad. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got Pittsburgh minus two and a half. 
I pick Pittsburgh every week. Here's the thing. I think they're still undervalued. I think Houston right now, slightly overvalued because of how good they looked against Jacksonville. But Houston in this game could be on a backup offensive lineman and three third-string offensive linemen. Their offensive line has been decimated by injury. With that being the case, going up against this Pittsburgh front, I think C.J. Stroud is going to have his first really bad game. And so Pickett has not been favored a lot in his career, but he's 4-1 and one, a straight up and against the spread as a favorite. He's 10-5 and five in his career against the spread. Now, uh, Tomlin is a far better underdog coach than favorite coach, but it's such a small number, and I think Houston is right now maybe a little overvalued because of the Jags win and those injuries on the O-line. I just like Pittsburgh in this spot. I think Pittsburgh's a good team. You guys know I picked them to win that division. They're still very alive for that. So I like Pittsburgh minus two and a half in this spot. Go ahead. Uh, Tampa Bay plus three and a half at New Orleans. Did it look like you wanted to say something about the Pittsburgh game? Uh, did, did you have any take I didn't there? Want to we, say anything about wanna... the Pittsburgh. You said it just look. It still looked good for them to win the division. I don't think it really looks good. Uh, Why? I mean, who do you think looks good? Sh- the, the record might show otherwise, but I think the, Re- the oh, Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Are the best oh, chance. Oh, I forgot the your beloved Ravens. You might be too low. Who just on lost them to a backup quarterback? Right. Lost to a backup quarterback. Not really. A- couldn't couldn't move the ball consistently. All of a sudden, Lamar's just running again. There are a lot of concerns about the Ravens. We'll get to them in a second. Tampa plus three and a half at New Orleans. This is, I mean. The concern here is, is Tampa going to be able to block New Orleans? That is a legit concern. This New Orleans defense is awesome. However, I'm getting Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen as the quarterback-coach combo against what I believe to be a good defense. You have Baker, I think, frustrated after the performance against Philadelphia. And Mike Evans probably frustrated after he did have the one amazing catch, but he had some drops where he left some meat on the bone. And this just feels like in either direction, a three point game. And so if I'm getting the three and a half, I really like it. This feels like a 20 to 17 game in one direction or the other. All the trends seem to like me on this. Uh, Winston is 8-19-1 against the spread in his career. Dennis Allen is one of the worst covering coaches ever, 39% against the spread. And Allen is 5-12-2 against spread in divisional games. And the Bucks, who weren't that good last year, swept New Orleans last year. Go ahead, DeMonte. Looks I think like you Tampa want to say something Bay is definitely. I think Tampa Bay is going to win that game, by the way. And also, I think if New Orleans ends up winning the game, the Jets are going to be really sick that they didn't call Jameis Winston a couple weeks ago. Well, that listen, that is a great point on the Jameis Winston thing because now with Carr hurt, Winston's not available. Right. And if they had called him right when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, they probably could have gotten him. I No, I think that is a really good point, and he would have been one of, if not my first phone call. All right, what's the next game? 
Uh, yeah, Cleveland minus two and a half versus Baltimore. All right, you hate this pick. I know you want to go ahead and tell me why you hate it. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't hate it. Obviously, if you're going to bet against Baltimore, I, I don't love it, but it's, it's, it, that's fair. I, but I think this will be, like I said a couple of days ago, I think this will be a very good test of our strength. We've obviously got a few injuries going on, and Cleveland's got that great defense. So it'll be this well, will so be a good like template. Listen, I don't believe in Cleveland's offense at all, but right. this defense has been unbelievable. They're they've allowed twenty one first downs all year. They've allowed one touchdown all year. You have a banged-up Ravens offensive line and a Ravens running back room that's injured once again. And I just think Cleveland, at home, is going to be able to beat the hell out of Baltimore, a Baltimore team that's already beaten up. I only have to lay two and a half, so a field goal wins enough. Now, am I afraid of Deshaun is screwing this up? I absolutely am. But that defense thus far has been the best defense in the NFL by far. Now, part of that is who they've played. I get it. You play an injured Joe Burrow. You play Ryan Tannehill. You play, oh gosh, what's the other Cleveland game? Oh, the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. I understand you're not playing great offenses, but Baltimore right now, their offense is a work in progress. Again, I'm I'm laying less than a field goal, and especially with the fact that Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Lindenbaum are either going to miss the game or not be 100%. I like Cleveland minus the 2.5. All right, next. All right, we got Kansas City minus 9.5 at the Jets. Okay, so the Chiefs are not great at covering big numbers in the last six times they've been favored by a touchdown or more they're one and five against the spread and i'm pretty sure the well the one was last week against chicago this is a different type of situation though because the jets are not going to be able to score more than 10 points they're just not so are the chiefs going to be able to score 20 plus obviously has the Jets' defense up to this point been overrated? Yes, it has. It is a league average defense or slightly below, right around league average or worse across the board. Rush defense, pass defense, total defense, points, all of it. You have a little strife within the team. You have the fact that Kansas City, I think right now, what you're going to see is a Great defense, really putting the Jets in negative field position and in very difficult spots throughout the football game, and the Chiefs being dominating time of possession, having the ball in Jets territory all night, and even if they don't have a dynamic offensive performance, 24 points will be more than enough pardon me, more than enough to cover this spread. And they they scored 34 points in the first half last week. 
So I I tend not to include the Chiefs in Knicks picks, and I certainly, there has not been many times ever that I have included them as big favorites because I know they tend not to cover big lines. They play down to the level of their competition somewhat. This is not one of those spots. It's national television. It's, it's uh, Sunday night football, and it's against an opponent that I think is ready to fall apart. So I like the Chiefs laying the nine and a half. You Go are ahead. discussing this so like black and white. Like this is like this is happening. This is happening. This is this is like a yes no thing. Yeah. This is like a fact, not an opinion. I love it. You got a lot riding yeah, on this I, game. Listen, <laughs> the Jets have the worst quarterback in the league. They, they have the worst quarterback in the league, and their backup <laughs> is the worst quarterback to ever make the NFL. So, I mean, un- un- until Trevor Simeon gets activated, they're not going to have a pulse at quarterback. The Chiefs can cover nine and a half if they. I honestly think the Jets will not score more. I would the the absolute maximum is thirteen. I think they the likely outcome is ten, and I think there's a chance they don't crack seven. <laughs> so that covering the, the Chiefs, they have a there is a possibility that they score the Chiefs score seventeen points. And cover this spread. All right, next. All right, you got Seattle plus one and a half at the Giants. Okay, so Daniel Jones obviously is a historically bad primetime quarterback. Uh, in night games, he's five and eight against the spread, one and twelve straight up, zero oh and five straight up in home night games. Now, I do actually think Daniel Jones is going to be able to move the ball. Seattle's defense has not been good. Now, they've been banged up. They should be getting healthier. I don't think he's going to be able to move the ball. But the problem is that Giants defense is not going to be able to slow down what I think is a potent Seattle offense that people just still refuse to believe in because they don't want to believe in Geno. So I'm getting what I believe to be the better team, the far better quarterback, and I'm getting a point and a half. So I mean, twenty-one twenty Giants. Somehow I win. I win with getting this point and a half. But I think Seattle wins outright. I understand that this is probably more of a square bet. I think a lot of the sharper money's on the Giants. But I am. I. I do not think the Giants' defense can stop Seattle. I've been very unimpressed with the Giants' defense all year. First game against the Cowboys. Second game against. Uh, the Cardinals in the first half, they let Josh Dobbs roll all over them. And obviously the Niners did whatever they wanted, even though Purdy was wildly inaccurate in the first half of that game. So I like Seattle a lot here. Seattle plus one and a half. So my five picks for the week. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Tampa getting three and a half. Cleveland minus two and a half. Kansas City laying a big number of nine and a half. And Seattle plus one and a half. All right, now DeMonze. Let's go to your teaser. Last week, your teaser, like my picks, two of them were just bad. The I mean, well, I guess Baltimore no, wasn't Baltimore bad. Wasn't the only bad. one that was no, yeah. you're right, you're right. I, I the so you had Baltimore teased down to minus one and a half. They lost in overtime, so that one wasn't bad. You're correct. You have the Chargers plus six. They won outright. That was good. And then the Jags minus one and a half, which made you lash out at Trevor Lawrence unfairly. What are you doing? For your teaser this week. All right, man. This week we got a, a three-team six-point teaser at plus 140. 
So uh, I don't know what you okay. guys' lines are looking like at home, but mine was Houston plus three. We're teasing them up to plus nine. Uh, Green Bay okay. at plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. And then Chicago mm-hmm. getting nine and a half. <clears throat> from so on the half, screen obviously. it says Arizona, but in the dock oh, you yeah, had Chicago. Yeah. Oh no! So no, no, no. which I'm one? So, it, no, no, no. So Arizona, it, it is Arizona. That's my mistake. Initially it was Chicago. We took Chicago out. It's Arizona from plus fourteen to twenty. Uh, I I could not pass that one up. I had to. I had to take that. Getting a full twenty. Yeah. A yeah. full twenty with Arizona against I San mean, Francisco. We start off the game, and if we get a touchdown somehow, we're up 28-27. So hey, I like it. All right. Listen, this is, as far as value goes, I'm going to give this a B plus. Houston, the plus three to plus nine is obviously, oddly, it's like a better teaser leg if it were plus two and a half because then you're buying the three, and but that's, it's fine. Green Bay is a great teaser leg, a great teaser leg. And Arizona, you're doing the sharper thing, which is most people, when there's a huge spread, they tease down the favorite. You're teasing up the underdog, which I respect. I am a little nervous for you on the stomach punch loss on Houston. Yeah. And by that, I mean Houston is down six. There's 12 seconds left. They're on their own 30. And all of a sudden, it's as Scott Van Pelt would say, the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo lateral play. And you and now TJ Watt is recovering a fumble and walking it into the end zone. Uh, I, could, I could see that coming uh, to screw you for some reason. But I give this a B plus. I, I think there's some real value there. I think it's sharp. Uh, you're not teasing across any zeros. You're getting some key numbers. You're, I, I like it. I like this for you. By the way, how are, are you how are you making these bets? Because you're not making them with me. And Cal, you know what? Don't answer this question because California, you can't do it. So don't even answer these questions. If I find out yeah, you're I'm, doing like late midnight runs to Vegas, I'm going to be partially proud and partially concerned. Hey. But I'm sure you've got, I'm sure you've <laughs> got, got it, someone helping you. Got it under you. control, hundred percent. Okay, all right, good for you. All right, what are we doing this week for the offer? Uh, so we're headed back to the casino this week. Uh, you've only, you've only went one for three on slots last week, so let's hit the table. Yeah, last week, by the way, though, I on the player prop, I initially said Jimmy G to throw a pick. We couldn't find the odds on it in time, so I didn't do it. He threw three, and then I landed on <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown, and he scored. The other ones I did not win, but I did uh, uh, very profitable thus far at the casino for the offer. Go ahead. Uh, so we're going to play parlay poker today. Your goal okay. is to pick a hand that you're going all in on, also known as a parlay, out of the cards okay. out of the cards dealt. Uh, so I'm pretty sure yep. I'm going to show a graphic up here for those watching on YouTube here. Yeah. Um, so there's like video poker. All right. So my hand that I have been dealt is the Chiefs money line and the Niners money line at minus 410 and plus 950. Okay, all right, go ahead. And now what do we have? The flop, as they've put it up there, is Dak plus two and a half touchdowns at plus 140. 
a Fields interception at minus 130, Miami over 26.5 at minus 110. I got to be honest, I don't like any of those. Dak over 2.5 touchdowns against the Patriots defense, I don't like. Fields to throw a pick, I don't know how often he's going to throw the ball against Denver, and I'm laying negative juice. And Miami over 26.5 feels like, I almost like the the under more in that spot, but I would stay away. All right, the net, the turn is the prince that was promised over 242.5 rushing yards, or passing yards, pardon me. I really like that one. So we'll do that, and then because the Trevor Lawrence in London, back on his home turf, you know, in the Sunday morning game. By the way, DeMonte, are you going to get up at 6.30 in the morning LA time to watch that Trevor Lawrence game? Probably not, uh, huh? I've got no reason to watch Trevor Lawrence at 6 in the morning. Okay, all right. And then the last one, Baltimore minus 6.5 at plus 275. I'm obviously not doing that because I took Cleveland minus 2.5. So here's the deal. There's only three I like. The Chiefs' money line, the Niners' money line, and the Prince over 242 passing yards. Uh, that's it. That plays. That pays plus 157. I like that. The Niners okay. are not going to lose. The Chiefs are not going to lose. So I'm really getting plus nearly 160 odds on is Trevor going to throw for, you know, at least 245 yards in the early Sunday morning game live from London against the Atlanta Falcons. I like that. I I, I like that a lot. We're going to go ahead and take that. We will answer your questions in the chat next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. Demonze. I got to get to the TV show, so let's just pick a couple of these questions. Start with Vincent's question up top. Let's go there. Uh, Vincent Pinsabin asked, uh, what makes this team better than the Brooklyn Big Three? Milwaukee just lost their best guard defender. I understand the move, but I'm just not. But it's just not a home run as everyone else thinks it is. Okay, so the, a million things different than the Brooklyn Big Three. One is Milwaukee has proof of concept that they can win with a team built around Giannis. Brooklyn had no proof of concept. Durant had won, but Durant had only won in Golden State. So that's first of all. Second of all, Giannis is better than any player Brooklyn had. Durant's awesome. Giannis is better. Third of all, Dame is a far more reliable and dependable player than Kyrie Irving. So it and the the I comparing the two to me is ignores what Kyrie's been over the better part of the last decade versus what Dame has been 
over the better part of the last decade. And you're not microwaving chemistry all of a sudden between all these different Harden, Kyrie, uh, Durant, guys who had never been together. It's just you're just adding one piece in Damian Lillard. Now, there is obviously question about the new head coach, Adrian Griffin, like there were questions about Nash. But the odds are, I mean, he would. Nash was in over his head immediately. The the hope is and the belief is Griffin won't be. And Terry Stotts is there, who coached Dame for damn near a decade on the bench. So that to me is not a concern significantly. All right, let's do Herbie Husker, Demonze. Herbie Husker, thirteen. With all the talk about Tua. What sort of performance will be needed from from Mahomes this year to be respected as MVP? Oh, repeat it as MVP, sorry. Well, it, it's just very, very early, guys. We're three weeks in, and I would just like to remind the audience, and again, I think that the Dolphins have been awesome, and I think Tua's been awesome, but it, it does weren't mentioning that last year, and this is what is so surprising to me. Last year, Tua, in week two, had a six-touchdown game. Tua, last year, through three weeks, the team was 3-0 and with victories over New England, who was coming off the playoffs, Baltimore, and Buffalo. And Tua had eight touchdowns, two picks, and a 118 rating. And people were like, I think Tua's the MVP. And then now last year, obviously, he got hurt, which derailed it. But there's just a long, long ways to go. Also, be very ready for people. If my if Miami loses this game, because there is nothing the media likes more than just consistently putting the Josh cart Allen. before the horse on Josh Allen, be ready for the Josh <laughs> Allen MVP talk to, to get going. And... If the Niners annihilate uh, the Cardinals, get ready for someone around Wednesday of next week to say this. Hey, guys, why isn't Brock Purdy getting more in the MVP discussion? <laughs> but it's a long season. So the I'm not that interested in the MVP stuff right now. Mahomes will obviously be in it. Uh in the discussion all year long, and I think on Sunday Night Football when he lights up the Jets, he'll be in he he'll be in really strong position as the calendar gets ready to turn to October. All right, we got to run. Demonze, great job. Enjoy this weekend. I'm going to call you repeatedly. I might even do that little thing where I make your phone start pinging like you lost it right when the Jags game kicks off to wake you up that'd Sunday be, that'd, morning. That'd, you get. That'd actually be really rude of you to do. I'm not going to lie. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wait and see. Talk to you guys on TV today at 3 o'clock. What's right? <laughs>